What's up, chicken nuggets? This is Mika back with an episode of The Color Pink. We're on a fucking roll um, this week with podcast guests because today we got my man James Kim on the damn show. James, introduce yourself, please. Just a short. Oh, you don't know what I do, hey? <laughs> uh, I would say, um, who am I? I'm James Kim. Yeah, I, uh, I've lived in Canada my entire life. I guess like my background is in business, entrepreneurship, mindset, and coaching. Um, yeah, I wasn't always like this. I was in the restaurant industry for a while. I've uh, done a lot of other small side businesses um, in the past few years just to kind of see what I like, what I don't like. And I met Mika maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago or so. I think my timeline might be off, but yeah, it's been it's been good. Just meeting different people now. Yeah. So one of the reasons <coughs> that I wanted to get James on this show is because I was quite intrigued from the beginning with... Um, you're like really open. You got straight to like the like the like deep mental stuff, not necessarily deep, but like things that we I think all like experience. Probably all experience, but we just rarely talk about like um, the fact that you have a background like that is heavily in like the corporate world. Yeah, as from what I remember, and you kind of jumped out of that because to pursue like your own interests, your own happiness. Yeah. So could you like <clears throat> paint us a picture of that? Yeah, so I was working at a, a company, um, if you're familiar with it, TurboTax. They make uh, software for taxes and small businesses. And I was there for about five years, almost five years, and, and I was in Toronto for a bit. And then this opportunity to buy a restaurant was available called, I don't want to say the restaurant name yeah. here, that's fine. Um, yeah, so the restaurant name uh, was available there. And yeah, I was like, okay, look, it's, it's for sure a go. Like, there's no reason not to buy it. It'd be stupid not to buy it because it was a turnkey business. And um, and the reason I did restaurants is because I worked in one for a bit and I thought I loved it. I thought I loved the, the drive of money and how successful I saw the restaurant owners do it. I thought it was such a glorifying thing. And then, yeah, then I decided to buy the restaurant with uh, three other partners. One other one I bought out, but essentially now it's, it's uh, yeah, it obviously did for the wrong reasons. And then... Got into some uh, mental health issues, got through depression and really anxious last year. Uh, still going through it, but uh, it really drove me to change and uh, shift my mindset to like where I am now. So how, how old are you? Again? I'm 30. <clears throat> so how long did this take you to, like, if you rewind the clock back to one year ago, would you be any different now? Like on oh, the yeah. recovery? Or? Even if you saw me like five months ago or six months ago, um, I think I've developed quite a bit I've changed a lot in terms of mind um, and like people I've known for a while like over the last my entire lifetime I guess the 30 years they see me as a different person and they're shocked right they don't think it's real because they're so used to seeing James Kim as a certain sort of figure or some kind of person that they're so used to it and it's called their bias because they've known me for so long a certain way even people I met last year they see me and like oh no way this guy changed why is it so sudden that this guy changed like that um, and change doesn't happen overnight. We evolve every day. And like to the outside perspective, I might look like I changed overnight and like I might be look fake because, well, that's not James Kim. That's uh, that's he's probably doing it for alter like other reasons or whatever have you. Right. Um, but for the most part, I'd say that um, for me, I, uh, I changed like slowly. And then I guess like I just had an epiphany or some sort of mental shift in my mind where like, oh, I know all this stuff. I just shifted just like that, right? So, and that's what it seems like to other people. Yeah, but it wasn't like that at all. Huh. 
So that's really quick turnaround, eh? I would say, I wouldn't say quick. I think it's uh, slow progress for sure. Like over the past thirty years, I've been living. Obviously, when you're a baby, you don't you don't remember anything. But yeah. like everything I've learned from nineteen or eighteen all the way till now, um, I've just gradually, I guess, digested it, and then now it's just coming out in like this big burst all of a sudden, right? Um, and like, there's no such thing as like overnight changes or overnight successes at all. Like people that think like Steve Jobs and all these other successful business owners and and uh, CEOs, they weren't there before, right? They work their asses off every day. They, it's about getting like 1% better every day that make those like big changes, right? Yeah, so. I actually have an example from like my my like own life recently. So, you know I'm moving to Germany, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. told me. So, um, and the, the listeners obviously know. But one of the things that turned out, that came up when I told my dad was that he was like incredibly like skeptical mm-hmm. because he said oh, you know you've only been like there for nine months how can you like grow so much as a person that you can get this company off your job like i said well it's been built up like over years since i was 15 and first started to get into 3d printing spent yeah. all my money to build that machine yeah and like over a few years like i built up all this knowledge so yeah <coughs> I, I definitely resonate with that even though i'm only 19 and i haven't really done shit but it's a it's very underrated you know the magnitude of how long it actually takes for you to build up stuff. Yeah, and you didn't think that all of a sudden someone's going to reach out to you. No. You just You just d- built your, I guess, like, you honed your skills and, like, your craft over the last four or five years or so. And then all of a sudden, like, it's not all of a sudden, but, like, people notice it. It's like, oh, yeah. this guy's making a difference. Like, what's this guy doing? And people get interested. And then they see it as an overnight success, the people outside. And then for you, you... For the last nine months you've been in Canada, I'm assuming nine months. Yeah, yeah. Something like, that. like you've been doing the same thing every day, or like trying to do something different, better every day, and like that's what that's what shows them. That's why people reach out to you, right? To like get you jobs or uh, hire you, right? Yeah, that like I guess another a really important part of all that that we should stay explicitly. I think we both agree on, but we should stay explicitly is um, you don't do it with the goal. Like when I was fifteen, I didn't say. I didn't think, okay, I'm going to like spend all my money to build this 3D printer because I want someone to offer me a job later on. Yeah. And I didn't even expect it. I didn't even see it coming. It wasn't, I didn't, they didn't even see my goddamn resume and then they offered me a contract. So it's like, you do it because you love it, which is something that sounds really obvious yeah. and it sounds like really, oh, that, that seems like a better way to do it, but it's really hard to do in practice. Fuck you for me. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. It's very obvious. Like what you're saying is like very common sense. Um, but there's a big difference between common sense and common action, right? People know these oh, things, shit. but they don't actually do it. So like, it's like going to the gym. People are like, oh yeah, I, need, I know going to the gym. Going I know gym, eating healthy out, is good yeah. for me. But how many people, like the percentage of people that actually go to the gym, not not a whole lot, right? Like you go to the gym, it's packed. But like in the grand scheme of things, the percentage of people versus the pe- people that actually take initiative that yeah. know it's healthy but don't do it, there's way more than that, right? There's more yeah. people that don't do it. So um, I think like, People that say like, oh, what James says or what anyone says is common sense. Like, it's nothing like novel or insightful. I'm like, I know it's not insightful, but listen, it's not insightful. But have you done anything with the information I've given you? Or have you done any inform- Have you done anything with the information you've read or absorbed in your life? So like when I see like other people read books, I'm like, I'm so well read. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Man. Are you well acting? <clears throat> Are you well acting those values that you read or like? would you take away from it and what have you applied in, in your life from that and I'm not one to judge because I'm in that same I used to be in the same boat I would read and I honest to God I I like reading but I have a lack of focus so I can't focus when I read so now that I've 
kind of like figured out, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm reading for this purpose in mind. Um, it's easier for me to like actually like do it now, right? So, um, but yeah, like I, I put everything I read into action as much as possible. I write down notes of everything I read. I'm like, okay, I want to try applying this today. I want to apply trying this concept today, right? And like not trying to do too much at once because the moment you do that, you're, that's like you're setting up yourself, yourself to fail in that, mm. in that perspective. So, yeah. I don't know how the fuck I scrape up like random people that fit into the like stuff for this podcast. Oh, it's well. uh the universe is just calling, man. Like I'm not a spiritual. I wouldn't say I'm a super spiritual guy or a religious or like woo kind of guy. Like I know you had um Shady Eight before and yeah. they're like all about mindfulness and meditation and I've uh, I've met them. I've worked with them before. I'm working with April right now on meditation. Uh but um yeah, I'm not into that like whole oh the universe says you need it or yeah, yeah. the universe is telling you whatever it is. Um, but I agree like there's no such thing as coincidences, right? You meet people through other people and it's very intentional. So when I went to uh, Shady Apes first session, yeah, that's where we met. By yeah, way. yeah, yeah um, Yeah, I was like man, I really want to like figure out what what I'm doing like am I doing the right for the right purposes? What's in it for me and that really helped me grow as a person and like I'm a coach I help other people but like even myself as a coach Things are too close to home, mm. so that's why I reached out to April. I'm like, hey, I think I need an outside perspective on my life to question my intent, to oh, question yeah, yeah. me. So everyone, every successful person in life has a mentor as well. So having that person as a mentor, April is a coach and she's also a mentor to me. I would see her as, and she's really like helped me open my mind. Like maybe you should think about it this way because sometimes you don't ask yourself the hard questions, mm. and some people like that can ask you the questions, right? Yeah. Mm. So I guess uh, <coughs> we're reaching like the wrap up. Um, time limit for this episode we like to keep it punchy but one last piece of practical advice you obviously it requires a lot of like intent and energy and motivation to suddenly pivot from the old life you're living versus now what was that can you remember the single moment or the single event that caused you to change um it was the it was the depression anxiety okay uh not knowing who i was at this point so um Growing up, I, I didn't have a lot of money. I was like my parents a pastor. My dad's a pastor. Yeah. My mom's a stay-at-home mom, right, mm. before. And um, yeah, like when I saw that, I grew up in a pretty, I guess, rich community though. I went to like a school that was, that how rich kids, like um, everyone was Jewish in I Winnipeg, see. like that I knew at least. And everyone was like super rich. They lived in like one of the r- nicest areas in Winnipeg, if you can call anything nice in Winnipeg. But <laughs> <laughs> um, like not hating on Winnipeg, but yeah, um, I would say like, when I saw that, like, you know, when you're growing up, I don't know if you had it, but when I was growing up, I was in elementary school, they have those pizza days and like hot dog days where like you pay like $2 or a yeah. dollar for a hot dog and like a whole meal kind of thing. And my parents would not ever give me that money to like do it. And I would always feel like, oh, why can't I be like that? Why can't I have a hot dog day? Why can't I have like a nice lunch like these pizza day, like these kids, right? And my parents would just pack me a sandwich and a juice box and I would just compare myself and go, man, I hate that. I hate that I have no money. I hate that I'm poor. I have, and there's gonna be more poor people than me for sure, relatively. But like in my, in my, to be fair to me at least, I'd say, um, your perspective is your reality, right? You see what you want to see, and I saw that. Oh, I'm poorer than these people, and I don't ever want to be poor again. And then that drove me to do everything. All the decisions I made about money was because of my history and my relationship with money. I was insecure because I'm like, oh, I have to wear my brother's old clothes because they can't afford new clothes for me. All that stuff really drove me to like <clears throat> uh, chase money. And then when I got to that point, I'm like, oh, when I get to six figures, when I get to a restaurant owner, when I get to mm. own my own business, I'm gonna be happy. 
clearly that's not the reason. Um, I chased that whole, and and to be fair, like I did a lot of things that were against my values to make money. Mm. I guess a lot of things that I don't want to say on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I did a lot of things uh, to make money, and you know, eventually I'm like, this is it. When I got to the restaurant, I was pretty happy for like maybe three months, saying like, oh, I'm own a restaurant. This is big shot James Kim now, right? <laughs> and eventually I'm like, this is it. And then drove me to depression. And then for a full year, I was trying to figure myself out. Like, why am I depressed? Why am I so like in such a, in like a bad state? And then all of a sudden I went to uh, an event where there was these startup businesses. People are like starting a business and they were saying, hey, uh, I need help with this. I'm starting my own business and I'm looking for advice. And then I just gave him some advice. And I'm not nowhere near successful to say I can give advice to everyone for sure. Like I know what I don't know. And I admit that there's a lot of things I don't know, mm. uh, but giving advice to those people really made me feel like, oh, I, I think I know stuff I can share huh. to people, right? Not just business owners, but also like people that are inspiring to be entrepreneurs or like, I guess what you want to call entrepreneurs now, like the, yeah. that's the big term now, like everyone wants to be something, a make a name for themselves, yeah. business owner and like, um, <clears throat> and like the idea for my whole, I guess, coaching business called The Hungry Mind didn't stem from myself. It came from like an outside perspective. There's the plug. It took yeah. you 13 minutes, but you finally got the plug. Yeah. So the guy, <laughs> uh, I had to tell you the story. <laughs> yeah. The guy uh, told me, it's like, Hey, do you do this for a living? I'm like, no, I don't. It's just, I just, I just like help kids and like mentor people once in a while here and there. And then eventually like maybe a few months later, I'm like, oh, man, what should I be doing with my life? I don't want to do the restaurant. I don't like working for people. What am I supposed to do? And then, yeah, and eventually, like, I realized, shit, I'm actually, like, most fulfilled when I am helping other people, right? And as, like, cheesy as it sounds, that's literally what we're here for. Like, people should be helping others, right? Not when you're, like, a millionaire or highly successful, but you should be helping people. Every step along the way. Every step along the way, you need to be helping people because they can relate closer to you. Oh, this guy's, like, really close to me, like, in terms of money, in terms of, like, mindset, and he's willing to still help me. Okay, right? And that's how people grow together. So that's what really drove me to, like, do what I'm doing now. Like, just my parents instilled that value into me when I was growing up because my dad's a pastor, always Mm. helping people. And then, yeah, I guess, like, those values just pushed onto me and then turned into who I am now. Goddamn. Ladies and gentlemen, James Kim. He'll be back for the next episode where we fuck around, but there's the extract all the piece of like practical shit you can from the episode because there ain't going to be nothing practical on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>